Welcome to the Sports Talk with the Degenerate D's podcast hosted by Old Dusty and Devin Smith, bringing you sports talk from a fan's perspective. Now let's get to the show. We are back on this fine Tuesday evening with another episode. A lot to go over today. NBA free agency slash some of the trades, really just touching on the bigger stuff. Uh, Thursday Night Football. Turkey Day, obviously Cowboys Lions are playing. Who do we think wins? Um, and out of our 1 p.m. games for Sunday, uh, NFC West quarterbacks. A uh, little talk about the shit division called the NFC East. And top five running backs today, right now, playing. So no Christian McCaffrey because he's not playing. Um. All right, so I will start with the NBA news. First, Stephen Adams got traded to the Pelicans, uh, and then he signed an extension. Don't really know how that's gonna work because <laughs> you're kind of, kind of, you're kind of clogging up the lane for Zion. Yeah, so, and to be honest, I kind of forgot that that man existed. Uh, just a little side note about Steven Adams. He's probably my, one of my favorite NBA players because during the pandemic, he's from New Zealand. Yeah. And he said that during the pandemic, cause like New Zealand was very, very harsh on their lockdown and he was in New mm-hmm. Zealand. He said he was boxing cows out. <laughs> Amazing. Fantastic. And he's got a great stash. Um, yeah, he does. Carmelo. That he's had for pretty much his entire career, hasn't he? Yes. Um, Carmelo Anthony to the Blazers, so he's staying put. Just a big thing for the Blazers. They've done really good in free agency and their trades um, so far. Uh, a lot of analysts have them as the second-best team in the West this year just because of how deep they are. So keeping Carmelo definitely helps that. And, you know, Carmelo could have went to the Lakers, but he don't have- – the time when they were talking to him, he didn't want to accept the role of the bench player. Yeah. But but now he is and I he's doing great. That. Yeah, yeah, but he was wa- he's pretty much washed. He's and, not washed. You know, maybe he's not a LeBron fan. Bro, he's a banana boat dude. They're friends. <laughs> um the banana boat, if you don't know, look it up. It's mellow. Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and LeBron all on like this banana boat yeah. together. Yeah. Um, uh, Cousins signs with the Rockets. So Boogie is going to the Rockets. Um, could be great for the Rockets, could be disastrous. Just depends, depends on what if Boogie they safe. get. Oh, uh, if he stays healthy. You know, yeah, the man hasn't, he hasn't played in two years, basically, because he can't stay yeah. on the court. Um but if he comes back as uh, King's boogie, watch out because they got him for a bargain too. So yeah, um, I, I think like he... boogie. I think he's my favorite big in the NBA. But he has to has to be healthy, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if you now if they if they do the trade with John for John Wall and um, they do John Wall and uh, a Westbrook um, swap. I think I think that Harden, Wall, and Boogie would play better together than Russell, Harden, and Boogie. Wall, Wall and Boogie already 
already played together. Mm-hmm. That too. Well, and John Wall does want out, so. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, he was shocked the team was going to build uh, around Bradley Beal, even though John Wall hasn't been healthy in five years. So, um, I'm not really – I'm not really surprised by that or I'm not surprised by it. I'm surprised. He's surprised <laughs> about it. Um, I, I get why it would be upsetting because they've already tried look, building the team around him and he's not willing to give up on himself and he sees them giving up on him. Like I understand why wall would be upset. They're not um, giving up. They, they wanted to keep him with Bradley. Bradley yeah. likes him. They like each other. It's just, for whatever reason, he's mad they they decided Bradley's the man. He is. Well, that and remember how many off seasons were they trying to shop Bradley? Well, because they were row. trying to build around John Wall, but then someone finally exactly. woke up. Now, now they now they gave up on Wall, and in his eyes, no matter what, they gave up on him. Yeah, but somebody woke up and said, "Okay, well, maybe we can't use John Wall because dude can't even stay on the court for a full year." Yeah. So now, given I don't think Beal is a great. Uh, number one, I think if somebody's on the court that takes pressure off of him constantly, it makes Beal a lot better player. Yeah. Tremendous tremendous shooter, but I don't think he can be a number one. Right. Can you uh, imagine him on Golden State? Well, no, because just anybody at the caliber of shooting that can shoot like Bradley Beal on a team that already has, well, had the highest caliber shooters. Because Clay yeah. Clay is once again down for the year uh, with a torn, I think he tore his Achilles, or yeah, stick, maybe his stick knee. Bill, stick Bill there, and and he'd go off. He he'd set the three point record. Um, Lakers making serious moves, getting Dennis Schroeder through via trade. Um, also. Adding to it, uh, Marcus Gasol, a solid big 15-10 guy. Um, has a little bit of range, um, but a veteran, and he's won an NBA championship, so he's been there before. And then uh, Montrose. Quite an here. overlooked player. <laughs> not yeah. not nearly, nearly a, a big name, but he's been very consistent his entire career. And then, uh, well, I mean, he was, he was the man in uh, Memphis. I mean, he's just old. Yeah. He came to the league late, later. He came to the league from Spain later in his career. So, um, and then Montreal Harris Harrell also to the Lakers stole him from the Clippers. Uh, he was the sixth man of the year last year, and he won. Uh, he's averaging like nineteen points a game. So that's a huge yeah. get for LA for the Lakers. That's a I, to me that is. That is a free agent signing. It's not – you're not getting a superstar, but with adding Schroeder, Harrell, and Gasol to your bench, that's a nasty bench. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a bench that some teams would want to be their starting lineup. On top of Kuzma. So you still got Kuzma coming off the bench. He didn't play particularly well last year, but I think LeBron will work with him this year if they don't trade him. Because the rumor is that yeah. they they will they're still might shop him, um, but I mean Marcus Gasol might start, um, 
I personally would have him come off the bench and just sign a younger center, but um, and have his limit minutes. But I don't know what the Lakers are going to do, but uh, they have a good problem. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have guys that can start on any other team, but maybe not LA. So <laughs> to me, that's cool. That's that's really that's really good for LeBron and the Lakers. Um, Gordon Hayward once again uh, stealing a team's money. Uh, signed a four-year, $120 million contract to the Hornets. For whatever reason, they paid the man after his injury. He has not been the same. Who knows? Maybe he bounces back in um, Charlotte. But uh, to me, it's an absurd deal. I, I just – I don't know how he gets people to overpay him so egregiously. Um, yeah. Constantly. So. This is – like what the third time? Well, oh, second time. Second, second time because he signed a huge deal. I think it was like 118 million with Boston. Yeah, got hurt I, one I, game later. Yeah, hopped it out of his contract this year, and then the Hornets were like, "Okay, 120 million." Um, <laughs> so the, I, I don't even know, dude. Um, pairing him with Lamelo Ball. Maybe that's why, because they're kind of the same build. Uh, they can handle yeah. the ball. Uh, pretty good playmakers. Lamelo's better, obviously, at playmaking. Um, Lamelo Ball. Lamar was actually, or Lavar was actually uh, pretty tame. Pretty tame on draft night. So good for that family. <laughs> they calmed his ass down. So good for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's pretty chill. He wasn't. Talking no trash. He wasn't he didn't really say nothing. So good for him. Um side note, uh the Cavs are dumb as normal, but uh you have Obi Toppin, the probably the most athletic and probably the best player in the draft in my opinion. Uh he's about six nine, six ten, can shoot, jump out of the gym, he's electric, human highlight reel. Cavs could have had him. Nope. They draft a Kuro, um, who literally everybody was saying, if he can shoot, he's the best player in the draft. He can't shoot. They kept <laughs> saying if he learns to shoot, he'll be the best player. But that's a big if, if he can learn to shoot. So Nothing like the Cavs taking a project. Yeah, they take a project. So we could have had a guy that's electric, uh, power forward position, to pair him with Andre Drummond down low. But he can also step away, hit a three. And you could use him in a pick-and-pop or pick-and-roll situation because he can jump out of the gym with your two young guards, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. But, no, you take a small forward who can, who is a great defender, who is a great defender. He was – he's very – that's what he's known for and his athleticism. But he can't shoot. So why the hell would you take him if he can't shoot in a league that is dominated by three-point shooting now? Yeah, because <laughs> the Cavs. It's a yeah. Why do I have to be a fan of the we're, biggest? We're gonna suck every year. They're they're tanking for for Bronny Junior. That's what they're doing. Yeah, think of it. They can get Bronny and Daddy back in one year. I know, but it's they're hoping they can tank good enough <laughs> to get Bronny, but they just. Man, they just 
even when LeBron was there, they just they blew it. They blew it. They didn't surround him with people. Yeah, Kyrie Irving was good. Kevin Love was good. But other than that, they didn't surround him with anybody. The next yeah. best player was Tristan Thompson. Like, come on, man. And Tristan, oh. Who signed with Boston, uh, by the way. Uh. His two-year contract's the size of one-year salary in Cleveland, by the way. Just throw that out there. Actually, he made more. Well, yeah. He made more in Cleveland in one year than he will in the next two years with Boston. So, um, Obviously, because Cleveland overpaid him. Yes. Partly because LeBron said, let's sign him. Um, Dwight Howard goes to the Sixers, which I actually really like that move because um, Embiid's injury prone, and the biggest knock on him is even when he's not hurt that much, uh, he looks worn out in the playoffs because he plays a lot of minutes. So to get a, a solid number two can take a lot of minutes off him. And if he gets hurt, you still have a solid center. So I, I actually do like that because that was supposed to be that's supposed to be Al Horford, but Al Horford sucked, so they traded him away. Um, and then uh, it's kind of you know Al Horford sucked, and Isaiah Thomas sucked after they left the Celtics. It's like a Boston thing because Brad Stevens is really good at at hiding deficiencies, like Isaiah Thomas's deficiencies at uh, and on defense and stuff like that. Yeah, but then he comes to Cleveland and sucks. Al Horford leaves the Celtics after looking, you know, like a good number two or three option, going to the Sixers and sucking. Brad Stevens is the Belichick <laughs> of basketball, basically. Yeah, <laughs> except Brad Stevens just can't get over the hump and win it. <laughs> can't win the East, but um, I like what they got going though. I do. Uh, Ibaka to the Clippers, which is another big signing in my opinion. But unfortunately, the Clippers lost Harold. Um, but Ibaka, again, another great defender down low, can score, get you a lot of rebounds. Um, you can have somebody come off the bench and energize off the bench. So I like that. I like that signing. Um, and then Fred Fred Van Fleet, uh, Van Vliet. He stays with the Raptors. Uh, the only reason I'm talking about Fred, because he was an undrafted player out of um, college and an NBA champion now. And now he got paid. He got paid $85 million for four years. Uh, it is the biggest contract for an undrafted player ever. I just thought that was really cool. Good. Shows you hard work pays off, oh. kids. I think most people, that's their favorite stories. Yeah, I the guy that can come from, you know, all the I'm the gigantic underdog to wow, I'm one of the best players. Wow, I'm getting paid. It's like why Philip Lindsay, why I love Philip Lindsay. He's a hometown boy, undrafted, first undrafted player to ever rush for a thousand yards in back to back seasons. First undrafted rookie to run for a thousand yards. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, I mean, Fred can hit a three. He can play pretty good defense. Um, you know, he's not going to be your superstar, but he's your—he's like your cornerstone of your franchise. He's a guy. He's a leader. He's a guy that you can rely on. Um, he can make the big shot. He did make big shots. Uh, so I—I I, I do like 
I do like the Raptors keeping him. I think that's pretty cool, even though the Raptors uh, are going to be the, the their slogan is defenders of the North. But now they will be the defenders of the South because Canada won't let them play NBA basketball in Toronto. So they're <laughs> playing in Tampa this year. <laughs> wow. That, that's like gigantic culture shock. Yeah, so they will be they will be the defenders of the South. Um, obviously, we'll keep an eye on the, the bigger moves and the NBA right now because there's still a lot of trading, a lot of trade rumors. Uh, there's some rumors out of the Houston camp that Harden kind of wants out now. Uh, Westbrook wants out. So that Houston might just blow it all up. Um, Oklahoma City is pretty much – Selling, selling, selling for first-round draft picks. Like, I think in the next six years, they have 13 first-round picks now um, with all the moves they've done. And uh, I think that Oklahoma City might be uh, trying to build through the draft. Uh, Next year, the draft class is going to be pretty deep, too, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But uh, the Rockets might tear it down, so we'll obviously keep you up to date on that. And um, John Wall might be on the move, too. Who knows? Uh, Westbrook, uh, John Wall swap <laughs> could happen. So, obviously, keep you up to date on that. Um, so it's Thanksgiving. So as tradition, there is going to be more than one football game this Thursday. Football all day. Um, Lions, Texans, Cowboys, Washington, and then um, a great, to me, a great nightcap game. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. So, yeah, um, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be pretty a pretty fun, competitive Thanksgiving Day. Uh, the Lions have the Texans, um, which both teams are mediocre, but maybe above average. Uh, <laughs> Washington Cowboys both absolutely suck, so it'll be a competitive game. And then uh, Raven Steelers, which both teams are great, so it'll be pretty fun to watch. So, with that said, we'll get into our picks. So, our first our Thanksgiving picks, uh, Lions, Texans. Texans are three-point favorites. Oh, ooh. Lions. I'm going long. Thanksgiving tradition. I'm going long. For it to be a deep game. I'm going to go Lions, too. Always got to go with the tradition teams until we pick Washington Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift practiced today, so he'll probably be back too, which is a huge, huge, huge news for Lions fans because he has been electric. Yeah. He's been electric the last couple of weeks. Then it it really bothered me to watch. You know, in my opinion, Kerryon Johnson, and from the league right now, Kerryon Johnson is a better running back than Adrian Peterson, but they still stuff. Peterson. It makes no sense when you to have me. a more talented running back and carry on. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah, it, it never made sense. There has to be something in his contract, or her. Uh, Matt Patricia is just an idiot. Um, yeah. Uh, Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by three points. Um, but I'm 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 going Washington on this just for the fact I think. I think Alex Smith is finally getting warmed up and, and back into the flow of the game. I'm going to go Washington too, just because 
I uh, don't think the Cowboys can put together two sound weeks in a row. They've probably been planning for the game last week all year. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and Going Washington. their offensive line is decimated, and Washington's D-line is pretty, pretty filthy. So, <laughs> uh, Ravens, Steelers. Steelers are five-point favorites. Steelers. Uh, I feel like the Steelers play to the level of the team that they're playing, um, which drives me fucking nuts because they literally try to give up games and can't. Uh, but there's one thing that their defense excels at, and it's stopping the run. Well, uh, Ingram uh, and Dobbins have COVID, so they will not be playing, Yeah, which is huge. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Uh, there's only one part of their run game right now that still exists, and last time he wasn't able to do shit against the Steelers. So I don't I don't think he'll be able to do anything again. I'm sup- I, I think the Steelers win the I'm, game. I'm surprised easy. that they're going to um, allow the Steelers to play, or the Jaguars for that matter, because mm-hmm. Dobbins played a lot, and he tested positive yeah. Monday. So they so he had it Sunday, and he played a lot in the game. So, or they didn't play the Jags; they played the Patriots. So uh I'll be surprised if uh I'm surprised the league's letting it happen, but it's Thanksgiving primetime, so gotta make that money off those ads. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. So those are our games for Thursday, Sunday, one PM games. Giants, Bengals. Giants are actually favored for the first time probably ever. Uh five and a half five and a <laughs> half points too. Pretty solid line for them. For the first time in five yeah. years. Uh, no, I'm going to go Giants, uh, but I, I wouldn't take that line, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go Giants. I don't take the line. I don't think uh, the Bengals can do it without Joey. I think that's such a demoralizing thing for a team to lose your one bright spot you have. Um, yeah. And the Giants are on a heater. Never bet against the heater. No. And it's kind of fun to watch the Giants actually put together – Football. Oh, it's actually fun watching football again right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Giants fan. Yeah, last week last week I got to watch both my teams win. That's the first fucking time in like four years that that's happened. Um, Raiders, Falcons. Raiders are three-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders. I like what they're doing. Um, they were extremely competitive with Tampa Bay, which is a great sign if you're a Raiders fan. Um and Derek Carr looks pretty solid right now. Uh, he looked like a pissed-off emo kid on the sidelines. I don't know if you saw that meme. Yes, <laughs> that was great. Uh, him him trying to look like the Undertaker. Yeah, so uh, Derek Carr looked <laughs> pissed off, so I think he's going to come in. Falcons are terrible. So I, I think the Raiders, I would take this line. I, I think the Raiders are going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, hot take. Um, but I, I don't. I don't see how you could go against the Raiders in this game. They're putting everything together. They're playing high-intensity football. They're playing old-school football, beating the shit out of other teams. Uh, And I don't mean, like, by score. I mean, physically, they're draining teams. Um, So, yeah, I got to follow suit and take the Raiders, too. And that that hurts me to say, (laughs) but, Uh, but I like what the Raiders are doing. Yeah, who knew 
Gruden actually knew what he was doing when he completely blew the team up and then rebuilt it, basically. And he actually did it in a fairly quick turnaround, too, if they do make the playoffs this year. Um, Because he completely blew it up. Other than Derek Carr, he pretty much got rid of everybody. So, uh, (laughs) Chargers-Bills, obviously the Mafia is five-point favorites. Um, I would... Take the Bills, but I don't think I'm going to take that line. I think Herbert keeps it close. I'm going to take the Bills. I I wouldn't take that line either because the Bills are kind of like the Steelers in a way. Uh, They're playing to the level of teams that they're playing against, which is, you know, in the NFL, you never want to take that type of line. So, yeah. I'm going to go Bills, wouldn't take the line. Uh, Titans, Colts, three-and-a-half-point favorite Colts. See, that shit pisses. I'm going to go. Three-and-a-half, that pisses me off. Just go to three. Just make it a three-point line. Yeah. It makes me mad, too, but they literally do it so that a field goal is make or break. Or a missed extra point completely fucks you. I mean. That's why they do that. I know. Uh, I'm taking the Colts, not taking the line, though, because Titans always play close. I'm going to take the Titans. I don't know why, because all they do is piss me off. Uh, But I definitely, obviously, since I'm going against the line, I would definitely wouldn't take the line. But Uh, Panthers, Vikings, Vikings, minus four. Uh, going, man, this is a tough game, but I'm going Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings just because of the weapons they have. Yeah. And if they explode, it's hard for anybody to stay in a game, especially a pretty banged up team with a a good coach, but a banged up team. Uh, Cardinals, Patriots, Cardinals are actually favored by two and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals, and I, I think they've earned the right to be favored in a game. I am also going to take the Cardinals. Um, it, it always seems like Cam is starting to figure it out in New England, and then he just completely bombs. <laughs> yeah, and you never know when he's going to bomb, but you know he's going to bomb. And I just, it's so hard to continually put faith in Cam Newton to lead the team. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Cardinals as well. And I think I'll take that line, too. I just like Kyler, man. Kyler, so I will say this. I was a big Kyler hater when he got drafted number one overall. I said, I'm like, he ain't going to do nothing. He's he's great. He's going to be one of those guys, great in college. But he's going to get to the NFL and be terrible. Um, he's proven me wrong. I mean, he's played well, looks good. Um and I'm I'm surprised I'm I'm genuinely surprised. I didn't think he'd be this good. Now, granted, Kingsbury got him some weapons like in D Hop, but um, and Kenyon Drake, which a lot of people hate on Kenyon Drake, but Kenyon Drake kind of turned that team around when he started there last year when they traded for him. So yeah, um, they got him some weapons. They got him a decent offensive line. I do like Kyler. Uh, only knock on Kyler is he does make some errant throws. Uh, he tries to force things and it gets picked off. But 
Um, I mean, that's a sign of a, right. a young quarterback, though. Too. Right. And you know what, man? He's he's really good when he's running. He gets down. He doesn't take many shots when he's running either, which is one of the things. One of the things yeah. I thought was going to kill him because he's so small. You know, a linebacker coming across and just smoking him. So yeah. you see the ball fly fifty fucking miles into the ozone. But he's he's so dynamic and electric. It's, he's to me, he's better than Lamar. But um, yeah, I think I think Kyler, I think Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's he's not quite at that level yet, but I think he will surpass that level next year. Oh, I 100% agree. I think he has more – I think he's a better overall quarterback where Lamar is better in the running aspect, uh, but Kyler can just throw with pinpoint accuracy when needed. Right. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, Dolphins, seven-point favorites. Cool. I'm taking the Jets. I'm also going to take the Jets. Finally, they will get their first win. Hallelujah. This one win will propel Adam Gase to keep his job and trade Sam Darnold at the draft. To get <laughs> And my God, they, they've actually been playing pretty decent. They really football. have. I will they say really that. have. The Jets have been playing pretty decent football. It's where it's like gut wrenching to watch them lose. Uh but I think they finally pull one out against the Dolphins. Dolphins have some turmoil over last week, the benching of uh, Tua, which me and you which, already talked about. And I think we both agreed that they probably shouldn't have well, pulled the trigger on pulling Tua because he's got to learn in those games how to get a spark well, And it's just demoralizing as a young quarterback. You know, yeah. he's only has two. Especially for the coach, the coach to come out and say, uh, we pulled him because Ryan gave us the best chance to win. Well, then if Ryan gives you the best chance to win, why is two Exactly. Make, make a fucking decision and stick with it. You know, if Tua came out and had four interceptions, I understand going to the bench. If I would, uh, clear his mind, get his head back on. But that didn't happen. No. I, he didn't play a bad game. He just – he wasn't getting anything done right. down the field. No, I agree. Um, Browns, Jags, Browns, seven-point favorites. Jags also playing somewhat decent football here and there, uh, but Browns. I would not take that line just because it's I am Browns. taking the Jaguars because there is no Miles Garrett and there is no Denzel Ward for the next three weeks. To a, to a defense think... that is already bad, <laughs> and then you take the best two players on that defense, really the only two players that can get things done. Um. I I like the Jags. I think I just. Oh, I think you're forgetting about Mr. Taki Taki. <laughs> I ain't forgetting about nothing. I'm telling you, I, I really think <laughs> the Jags pull this one out. I think, I mean, dude, they play the Steelers tough or they play Green Bay tough. Yeah. Uh, still not taking them. Sorry. Uh just inconsistency, and it's hard to take in consistency, and that's weird when you're talking about a Browns team winning and you're talking about the other team being inconsistent, but if the Browns lose this, they don't fucking deserve to make the playoffs. Yeah, but they still will. Um, all right, that's all That's all the uh, 1 p.m. 
games uh, and uh, Turkey Day games. Uh, just real short and brief because we're, we're, we're crunching on time a little bit. Uh, NFC East. Six and ten gets you in. You think so? Oh uh, yeah, I think six and ten. Who do you think gets who wins? Who do you think wins it? Whoever wins this weekend. Between who you? Or whoever wins Thursday? You think Washington or Cowboys? You're not even giving the Giants a chance. Yeah. Oh, I I hate <laughs> to break your heart, but I'm not gonna give the Giants a chance. But these are the times that the Giants get I know. in and fucking surprise everybody when they do it. Look, I think the Giants run. get in and then they get their ass wiped in the playoffs. But I, I, <laughs> we made it, boys. Look, Daniel Jones is playing the best football of his career. Um, I, you're playing the Bengals coming off a of bye week. You had two weeks to get ready for them. They lost their starting quarterback. There is absolutely no way you you lose this game. If if Washington Cowboys ends in a tie, Giants. Win. I think Washington wins this weekend. But it, now you got to remember though, if so, say the Giants and Washington tie at six and ten, Giants get in because they beat Washington twice this year, so they have the tiebreaker. So, yeah. um, if if the Giants do pull it off. And they only got to win three more games. That's it. And this <laughs> week's game, they've only won three games. The entire so, the entire division is three and seven right now, except for Philly, who's three six and one. Look, it's it's wide open. Yeah, we have it's to remember wide that. Open. You 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 just said though they only have to win three more games. They've only won three. Yeah, fucking they games. only have to win three more. That's it. They just, they don't have eleven more weeks to do they it. They have to win. The, they have to win three games out of the next six. It is it is fucking doable because you're gonna play the Cowboys again too. I honestly think if the Cowboys do pull it off and beat Washington, the winner of this division will come down to Giants Cowboys when they play again. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Now, if if Washington wins, I think Washington has to win seven. Because, like I said, if New York wins six and they only win six, then Giants get in because they have the tiebreaker. If the Eagles make the six games, the Eagles, the Eagles ain't going to win. In. Eagles so, ain't going to win six. Because if the Eagles get six games, All right. the Eagles get six games, and the and, and the Giants get six games. That okay. tie is a half game. Next week, we'll go through the NFC East remaining schedule, or Thursday. We'll go through the <laughs> remaining schedules, and we will mark it all down since we're a little – we're going to have to rush a little bit because of time constraints. But um, we will <laughs> that we will go through the NFC East since there's usually not we'll, – we'll skip the Big Ten next, this Thursday. And we will go over the NFC East remaining schedule. All right. Uh, okay, NFC West quarterbacks. You know how we do it. We rank them right now from best to worst, and then we pull the uh, who we would start a franchise with if you have three years with them. So uh, first, we always start with 
who we think the best worst is currently. Uh, for me, I got Russ Goff, Kyler, Jimmy. You yeah. got Jimmy is worst. See, I got Russ, Kyler, Goff. The only reason I have Goff at two is is because Goff has had success and been able to lead a team to a Super Bowl. Now, I, now I will say this year he he is doing good. But when I factor that in, well, so so is Kyler. I think if you had a quarterback. I think I'll, this is going to be hard to say without being st- sounding stupid, <laughs> but I think if you plug in almost any solid quarterback in Arizona with the talent they have on defense and on offense, I think they can be solid. Um, yeah, but we can say that about the Rams when golf looked good his rookie season. Oh, 100%. The last His first two years – his teams were loaded. Yeah, he had great teams. Very talented this year. Teams. This year, though, uh, I don't think he has. He has a great team. I mean, obviously, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the league. Um, yeah, and Patrick Ramsey Ramsey is a great cornerback. Um, I just, I just feel like Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. I, I did I say Gordon. Oh. You said Patrick. <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck uh, he pulled that. But um, to me, I would. I think that um, I think Goff's had to carry more this year than Kyler has. Because Kyler's had bad games and they win. I feel like if if Goff has a bad game, they don't win. Or is... yeah, but I think that defense is built to protect Goff, where Goff only has to be a game manager. Where Kyler sometimes has to go above and beyond to make sure shit happens because they sold part of his defense. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, you can, and it's getting old. But you can also, you like I said before, though you you have, I mean, he's got D Hop, uh, Kirk, who's emerged, Kenyon Drake, a pretty good offensive line. Um, I mean, they're pretty deep at wide receiver too. You can go even even deeper than you just did and get now. I mean, golf don't have slouches either, though. Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup hasn't really been the same since his injury. Uh, Robert Woods. No. Robert Woods is a great receiver. He's like Michael Thomas. He's going to get like 15 catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. But he's not. He's not like that D hop yeah. where you can throw it up for a 50 yard hail mary and he comes down with it between three guys. <laughs> I mean, so and and Thomas yeah. has great hands. Where so does Robert Woods? Great hands. No, Hopkins, amazing fucking acrobatic ass catches. Which yeah, you can get those out of Michael Thomas too. But then you'll see D Hop like tear off three defenders and and run at twenty yards for a touchdown. Which I don't think you get that. No, I will from say Robert though. Woods. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Kyler's had a carry a couple times this year. I mean, obviously, I, it, you know, Kyler. Yeah, you're a quarterback. You're gonna have to carry some games, and and that's what makes you great. Is are you able to carry? I just, I just think with the wide receiver talent, the running back talent, because Chase Edmond is a pretty good backup too. Um, I think you Mm -hmm. can plug in a, a average quarterback, and he can be successful. In, um, Arizona, I don't think you can take an average quarterback, and be successful. With the Rams. 
Hey, I have Goff at three because to me, Kyler's more. No, I'll give you that. I think Kyler is. He he, he can do more. Uh, you're not getting your, your stereotypical, I'm going to sit in the fucking pocket type of guy. Uh, Kyler looks very comfortable throwing on the run. Goff does not. Kyler's a great runner. Uh, Goff can. If he absolutely needs to, he can. It's not fun to watch. Kyler's going to fill the fucking seats. All right. So if you were going to start a franchise out of these four guys from one to four, what's your order? From one to four? What's your order of if you have three years with them to start a franchise around, who would it be? Uh, probably Kyler, Russ, Goff. So that is, that is also my order. Now I, I struggled with Kyler and Russ because I feel like Kyler would be a great guy to start a team with, but his inexperience in the league, because if you're starting a team, you're probably not going to have great players. You'll have above. You'll have, like, maybe yeah. one above average receiver. Um, so I think I'd want a more experienced guy like Russ. But I went Kyler because I feel like Kyler Kyler puts butts in the seat, too, because he's so dynamic. Right. And he's more dynamic. Now, Russ can obviously yeah. run, um, but he can't run like Kyler. <laughs> See, that's why yeah. I put Russ at two, because you're you're going to get three years out of yeah. Russ. You're gonna get. You'll be in the league good in three, three years. You'll get a good three years uh, out of him. Yeah, but he's not as dynamic. He's he's gonna fill the the stands, uh, but not as much as Kyler. Yeah, I don't want Jimmy G because I don't want a quarterback that can play every four weeks and maybe play two games and yeah. then be gone for four more weeks. Play two games, be gone for four weeks. I. I I don't think there is a bad quarterback in this in this division. I well, I don't think Jimmy G's that good. He's a product of a great head coach. Uh, I think he's a game manager. He's a great game manager. He's he an Alex Smith. You're getting Alex Smith but, out of Jimmy G. But I don't think Jimmy wins you games. As in, I don't think if you're down, you go, Jimmy's gotta win this game for me. Where if I obviously would feel very, very comfortable with Russell in that situation. So yeah. I was down by a score, need a score to win. Two minutes left. Out of this list, I'm taking Russ, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'll take Kyler second. Kyler has also done it this year. Right. Uh, but given he also threw the ball to one of the best receivers in the game right now. But Goff and Jimmy, to me, if it came down to a game time situation, I don't. I don't, I don't know how I'd organize that part because Russ yeah. would be one, Kyler would be two, Jimmy and Goff would probably just be either or. Whichever one, whichever one pregame could throw the farthest down the field, and I don't yeah. even need it to be fucking accurate. Right. All right, let's uh, get into our top five running backs right now that are playing right now. So no, uh, no McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so, with that said, who is your number five? Homer pick of the week. Philip or Philip Lindsay. I say Philip or Melvin. <laughs> Not Melvin. Uh, let me get this to you real quick. 600 carries. Philip Lindsay. No fucking fumbles. Melvin Gordon. Like 60 carries. Six fumbles. Uh, that's why definitely not Melvin. Uh, Philip, just because I appreciate his story. Born and raised in Denver. Lived with his mom and dad while being a Denver Bronco. Uh, and really? He's the only, yeah. He's the know. only running back to rush for a thousand yards in two seasons while being undrafted. Yeah. Uh, I think he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm but not to the point of where it ruins him as a team player because I think he's one of the – you hear players talk about him and it seems like he's like one of the most respected players on the team and he's still really young. Yeah. So I think that that speaks a lot. And you watch – like if he's having a good game, the Broncos are having a good game. Just he brings that excitement. Uh, total homer pick. Total homer <laughs> pick. But well, that's what see- I'm going with. If I could have my homer pick, it would make sense with Saquon, but he's, he's hurt yeah. this year. So, uh, no, I, number five, I went Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Jones, I can see that. I think he's very important to his team. Yeah, I think uh, he, he kind of changed how uh, the Packers play. And uh, I think he's, I think Aaron definitely appreciates it because he never really had a, a great run game um, where you can't, where you have to fo- help also focus on the run. Um, yeah, where Aaron can look at the defense, say, "Okay, well, they're stacking eight, so I'm gonna have one-on-one coverage with Devontae Adams," or "Hey, they're playing soft. I'm just gonna give it to Aaron 20 times this game." So, yeah. I think I think it helps Aaron out, uh, help change the Packers' offense from just okay. Hopefully, Rodgers can throw the ball 50 times and we win. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I put Aaron at five. Just and like you said, I think he's. On this list, he's probably one of the most important running backs to his team. Which is uh, crazy to say that about a Green Bay running back. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to get that off my chest. It's uh, fucking wild. Who do you got it for? Uh, Miles Sanders. I do like Miles from uh, Philly. Which, he is back, so I do get to talk about him. Uh, that, that will be the thing that kills him, though. If he cannot shake the injury bug. Yeah. Uh, he's fucking electric when he's on the field, though. Both ways. The dude can catch. The dude's a great runner. Uh, Average 6.1 yards per carry last year. Uh, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, and that was on, like, limited carries. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's pretty insane, and he can do great shit. Uh, but you're also seeing, like, Philly's pretty talented at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen three players go off running back from Philly. Uh, Philly always seems to like have at least one guy that just randomly goes off, especially until they week. sign a big name running back. Yeah, if they, they sign a big name running back, he won't do shit. I.e., Demarco Murray. Um, yeah. uh, my number four is Dalvin Cook. Obviously, uh, Dalvin is one of the best backs since he's been back from injury. Um, in my opinion, completely turned the team around when he came back. Uh, they should have beat Dallas, but they their defense couldn't stop them. Um, but uh, 
Dalvin's obviously he's not just a running back; he's great as a receiver as well. Um, yeah, he's great catching balls out of the backfield, um, and I he's it's it's rare when you see a running back provide a spark like he did to a team that just was terrible, and he came back from his injury. And has just been going off since. And the Vikings have looked good since. And the Vikings have looked like a team that can make a push for the playoffs. They hurt their chances losing yeah. to Dallas this weekend. Um, but I think, especially because as a wild card, and I believe they're talking about adding another team to the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. or adding another two just because of the, how the year is. Um, yeah. So I, since there's no preseason, that's probably the owners being greedy, <laughs> trying to get that extra coin. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so that's why I got Dalvin at four. Who's my your number three? Th- my three is Alvin Kamara. Well, we can talk about this at the same time because that was my three as well. See, I have him. At, I think he is super player. But his running backs, though, I think he lacks a little bit on the running side. Probably one of the greatest receiving Yeah, I agree. But like you said, is he's great in the pass game, running the ball. He could be better. Um, I don't know if that's scheming or what, but uh, yeah, I agree. I think, I think Alvin – he could work. He could be number one if he was a gifted runner. Yes. It, it, you give him more of a Dalvin Cook run game. Yeah. He's, he's fucking outstanding. He's the greatest running back in the history of the NFL. Uh, but due to that, that's why he's number three on my list. Uh, who you got? It? Yeah. Uh, you already talked about him, uh, Dalvin Cook. Just because he can so, do both, and he does both well. Yeah. Uh, not as right. talented in the receiving game as Kamara, but tenfold better in the running game. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Nick Chubb. Um, I don't know why I, I really forgot like... he existed until just now. <laughs> he didn't make my list. Dude's just a workhorse, man. He's yeah. a workhorse. He's got speed. He's got power. I mean, he's... He's got pretty good hands out of the backfield. I haven't seen it that much this year just because, obviously, you bring Cream in to do that yeah. that side of the uh, offense for running back. Um, and you, when he was out, you could tell the Browns missed him a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, he comes, and he comes back and had, had two back-to-back 100-yard games already from his injury. And he did a little beast mode. He had a little beast mode last week. Um, I I think he's extremely important to the Browns. I don't think Cream is as gifted as a as a rusher as he is. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that they were missing that that dominant run game, that with that two headed monster. Because, like I said, I to me Cream's not an every down back. Uh, Nick Chubb honestly could be an every down back, but it's nice to have a duo so he can get a break. Uh, but that's why I got Chubb at two. Especially as Ooh. physical as the league it is now. Like, it makes sense to have a two-headed monster. 
Uh, but to have that good of a two-headed monster is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you got number one? Number one, obviously, uh, Derrick Henry, the human fucking wrecking ball. Yep, I also have Derrick at number one. <laughs> I completely yeah. forgot Nick Chubb existed. Nick Chubb probably would have taken Philip Lindsay off my list. It might be because of the injury and then, you know, miraculously he came back. Uh, but Well, Nick, Nick is basically uh... – a, a little Henry. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. He reminds me a lot of Derrick Henry. He's just not as, just not as dominant. He's that one could of the few though, people. He's one of the few people you see in a Browns uniform, and you're like, that dude looks intimidating as fuck. Yeah. It's something about that big uh, ass orange <laughs> helmet. But the no, obviously Derrick Henry, uh, probably the nastiest stiff arm I've ever seen in the NFL uh, in my arm, lifetime, at just, least. It, it looks like he fucking shoots you. Yeah, just drops dudes, throws them to the ground. Um, he's the size of a linebacker, runs like a running back, has the speed of a running back, and has the power of a freight train. Um, yeah. The dude's almost a guaranteed five yards every play. Uh, and if he gets hot, just get the fuck out of his way because you're getting bowled over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I do. I like Derrick Henry a lot. Um, and I do think right now he's the best running back. It's almost like watching when Marshawn Lynch was in his prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just depends how long it'll last because Marshawn fell off pretty quick. So hopefully, but I think Derek is in better shape than Marshawn is. Yeah. And it seems like, than, I mean, not saying Marshawn didn't care, but yeah. football was a game to Marshawn. And I don't know how Derek Henry feels because he kind of stays out of the light. Uh, but Marshawn made it known that football was a game to him. That's all he really cared about. Uh, well, just, you're not, you don't see off off field issues with Derrick Henry. No, I hope that continues. No. Uh, where you did see off field issues with with Beast Mode quite a bit. The only issue I have with Derrick is I don't know how long it'll last. Just because I mean he's beating the hell out of his body right now. Yeah, because you know that's. You know, he's running the ball 20 times a game. Um, that's what – it makes me wonder how long his prime will last. I think that was also kind of Marshawn's problem too. Was he yeah. just – he's such a physical bag, he just beat the shit out of his body. I mean, it's it's hard It's hard being a power back in the NFL. I will say Beast Mode's uh, celebrations probably did a little bit of damage to his body too. Yeah, that's <laughs> Fucking true. diving into the end zone. Like yeah. Nothing all the time. Uh, also, I wanted to talk about a meme that I seen. Okay. Uh, Quick, so we're close on time. Ro- I know that's why I gotta get this <laughs> in. You know who Rodrigo Blankenship is? Yes, he is the kicker from Georgia that is with Indy now with the glasses. And and uh, why did the Seahawks wide receiver pop out of my head? DK. DK. DK Metcalf. So DK Metcalf, Rodrigo Blankenship, beside each other in a picture, and it said. The NFL is fucking amazing because these two are two of the best players in the NFL right now. (laughs) (laughs) And because Rodrigo is the leading scorer in the NFL right now. And DK is uh, DK. Right. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, We will record an episode Thursday, probably Thursday morning. Um, Sure. Check out all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, also, 
uh, review, please, if you would. Um, also tell a friend. Uh, so with that, we'll uh, see you Thursday. Bye.